Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. So we are in a series titled, Bear Much Fruit. Hey, did you fix that? It looks better now. Yeah, yes, you did. Okay. I just noticed last week the outline wasn't heavy and I didn't see anything. But now you can really see it. Bear much fruit. And like I've been saying, I believe I was directed to this subject by the Lord. Amen? We're supposed to be directed by the Lord. And I'm supposed to be directed by the Lord. And that's what we just talked about, right? As we, as we came out of worship. And it's so important to be directed by the Lord, in the, especially in the days we live in, is really, really, really important to be directed by the Lord. Amen. Uh, we need to be directed by the Lord. And I believe I was directed to this subject. And so that means it's important for this body, for sure. Amen. Thank you for that one amen. <laughs> I have to get my amen button. <laughs> Wait, is it? Amen. We're looking at how to bear much fruit. You want to bear much fruit? Well, it should be very important. And we're looking at that, right? Why it should be important to a Christian. Uh, we should all have much fruit. And last week, if you, don't, if you weren't here or you don't remember, we, 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 we whoo, I, was, I was in the middle of the message and the Lord stopped me and said, you're done. And we paused and we found out what the Lord wanted to say. And it was powerful. And that is what we just happened again this morning. And we have to be ready for that uh, to happen. Amen. We have to be ready for the Lord to interrupt anything because what he, mat- what he wants is actually what matters. <laughs> That's why he's Lord. <laughs> so, you know, uh, like we're saying, church cannot just be the one hour on the clock thing. We have to find out what he wants to say. And last week, with the stop in the middle of the message, you know, I, I told you, or at least told the youth, I don't remember, but we had a comment on YouTube live from that service that said, uh, if you remember exactly, but my prayers have been answered and my son has been delivered. That was on that live stream last week. We stop and pause the whole entire message, possibly for one person to come to repentance. Come on now. What matters? That we get the plan done or get the, get the Lord's will done? Our Lord's will would be much more important than just following a plan. The 17 minutes of worship. I, did I tell you last week? Was that the youth? I don't remember. See, I get confused who I told. There are churches now, many, many churches, many, that have everything on a clock. 17 minutes of worship, five minutes of greeting and announcements, pastor gets 25 minutes for his message, and you dismiss. And it's all clocked. It's all written down and clocked to the minute. Well, I don't know how you can possibly follow the spirit like that. They say they can, but I say, well, I don't don't see it. 
Because last week, when I was, I was gladly interrupted by the Lord, I, have, I had no idea it was going to happen at that point. And I actually, first, my first thought was, well, I guess I'll just dismiss. And that's why I said, we're pausing and we're going to ask the Lord what he wants to do now. And we paused and found out what the Lord wanted to do and had another hour of repentance and, and, and come on, of calling to soft hearts. So, You know, we're supposed to have Holy Spirit times in church. That's why, that's why we come together. Have times in the word and in the spirit. You need both. You got to have both. You know, as I've said to the youth, at least, at least to the youth again, but I've talked about how, you know, I've seen it over the years, right? There's churches that center on the word and then there's churches that center in on the spirit. And the word people just become very uh, religious and pharisaical. They're all word. They have no spirit. They're dead. It's Pharisees. And then the um, all spirit people become flaky and weird. Because they're like, oh, did you hear the spirit? Did you hear the spirit? Everything, everything, right? Did you hear that? Did you hear God speak right now? Did you hear him? You're like, oh, <laughs> I didn't. Did you see the angel over there? I saw an angel. And I'm not talking once or twice or three times in your lifetime. I'm talking every five minutes, every hour. Did you hear that bell? That was probably an angel. That was the angel ringing the bell over there. Did you hear that? Did you hear it? See, they get all flaky and you're like, what's happening? You need both. Because the word gets you grounded. To follow the Spirit. But you need to follow the Spirit also. So the Word will keep you grounded on the right foundation. And then you'll know the Spirit when He speaks. Right? And we find that in Jesus, right? When the devil came to tempt Him, and what did He do? He spoke the Word. He knew the Word. And He also knew how to follow the Spirit. And that's how He spoke what He spoke. He knew what to, what to speak. Come on. Like when he, like when he spoke to, the, to the, the people who were going to throw the stones at the woman who was caught in adultery, he knew what to speak by the Spirit. Come on. He knew when to call for the donkey when he was riding in Jerusalem. Yeah. See, all the, the, it's both. You got to have both. Yeah. And, and, and most don't, most, you, you find it, if, you, if you've been around very long in Christianity, you'll find it. You'll find the word people who are fair single and the all spirit people are all flaky. And they don't, get, they don't get anything done for the Lord. There's flakes. Come on now. Come on. Where we want to be is word and spirit. Word and spirit. And then we're going to get something done. Because we know the word and we know what God said. We know what, I mean, we know what he said. And then the spirit comes along and says, I need you to, I need you to say this right now. I need you to go here right now. I need you to do this right now. And you're not flaky about it. You just get it done. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we had a Holy Ghost time last week and we having one right now. 
Amen. We're going to review some and then pick up kind of where we left off. Assuming we get there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's go to John 15 again. John 15, 7. Very famous verses here. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Well, that's power packed there. Woo. Woo, that's power, right? That's the word. That's the word. That's full of power. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. As we've been saying, disciples of Jesus are to bear much fruit and give much glory to God. Come on, we're called to bring all kinds of fruit to God. When we end up before Jesus being judged by Jesus, we should have a lot of fruit to present to Jesus, right? We see that in the parable of the talents. When, when, when he presented, he said, you gave me five talents and I, I got five more. Well, that's just a picture of what's to come. People think, oh, that's a nice little story. No, that's what's going to happen. He's going to say, I, I, I gave you all of this. I gave you all these abilities. I gave you all this. I put all of this in you. What did you do with it? Oh, I watched a lot of Netflix. <laughs> Come on now. There are abilities in you, in me, that we have not even discovered yet. There are talents you have in you that if you're not using them for the Lord, you better get a move on. Hello? They're in you for a reason. And you may have to take a while. You're going to have to discover that. But I tell you what, you better get a move on. Amen? I didn't, I, I had no intention of preaching the word. It was not my childhood dream to preach the word. Even at 19, I, I, when I got saved, I thought, well, I'm called to ministry, but I have no idea what that even means. And the Lord has brought that out of me, but he put it in me. Right? It, it, he put I believe I'm a teacher, probably primarily a teacher of the Word of God. That's a ministry gift in the Bible. Pastor, teacher, evangelist, prophet, apostle. But you got you to find out, not, you're not necessarily called to a full-time ministry, you might be, but whatever God's put in you, right, you need to get it out so that you bear much fruit, right? Uh, like writing a book. Maybe God's called you to write a book. It's, it's a lot of work. But if God's put that in you, come on, then you need to get it out of you. And why? So you bear much fruit. Right? I don't know how much fruit is going to come out of no one told me, but I believe a lot of souls are going to be touched and saved by that book. 
And, and we were just talking about translating, getting translated into other languages. We're doing a lot of other things on languages right now, all over the social media. A lot of languages, eight, or we're eight languages right now, including English. And in fact, I was, I, that was in my notes for earlier, but you know, we, the week before we had 18,000 views on all our reels and, and uh, uh, whatever they're called, <laughs> posts, I don't know what to call them, reels and videos and clips and all that. This last week we had 31,000 views. We just went through and added up all, all of the, you know, TikToks and all the Instagrams and all the Facebooks and, and uh, all the views. And so, I mean, we're, we're reaching people all over the world and we're able to do that now. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, you have the ability to do something like that or maybe you help us do it. <laughs> I've said, if you don't know where to bear fruit, just come talk to me. I got lists of things to do. Well, I just don't know what to do for the Lord. I just don't know. Well, that's why you get hooked up with the church and do. For the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. You got, you got to get busy for the Lord. And if you're sold out, as we just talked about, if you're 100% sold out to him, I guarantee he'll be telling you to do some stuff. Well, no, I just got to sit on the couch and eat Cheetos now because I'm saved and I'm good. I'm, I'm all good. No, you're, he's your Lord. And now you do whatever he says. And he'll, he'll tell you and he'll direct you, like, like I said, with preaching. I had no intention of ever preaching the word. I have no intention, no intention at all. And now I'm preaching the word all the time. And I believe I have a gift in that. And that's no glory to me. That's glory to my God who put it in me. I've listened to myself, uh, 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 and I get a lot out of my messages because it's the word. And I listen to myself again, and I go, how in the world did I, what? How did I say it? What? Who is that? Who is that guy? Why? Because I'm being led by the Spirit. A lot of times things come out of me. I'm like, whoa, what was that? I got to rewind it. I'm like uh, on the YouTube. I'm like, what did I say? Huh? How did I say that? I don't even know that. Well, now I do. Come on. Why? Because the Spirit of God will use us, and he gives us areas to be used in. He, he, he gives us talents. He gives us abilities we're supposed to use for his glory, for God's glory. You know, I, I think it's like sports players, and I just saw another one. You know, that some of them, some of them, I don't know, it doesn't seem like very many, you see, are sold out on fire Christians. And, and I saw another one, I think it was a Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback or something. It was a headline. He gives all glory to God, to, for G, to Jesus, for his win today or something. I said, well, praise God. And, and if they have a great talent in that area to be on center stage and talk to millions of people, well, praise God, they get to use it for God's glory. That's good. And they should use it for God's glory. That's why they're there. <laughs> Amen. Wherever we are, we're supposed to give God glory. If we're working at the hospital, if we're working at, at Lums, you still Lums? At Lums, if you're working at Napa, right? We're there to give glory to God. And be led by the Spirit. And produce fruit. That's where we're headed, right? 
I'm just preaching. We're supposed to give glory to God. And bearing much fruit for our God, it should be a very high priority in our lives. People have a lot. Don't you know people have priorities, don't they? Oh man, priorities. Oh, this is priority. And that's priority. And that's priority. And that's priority. And then God's things, well, that's... Hmm. I got about 10 things above that. But when I get those 10 things done, then God, you're next. Come on now. No. We should have a very high priority of producing fruit for God. Thank you for those no amens. <laughs> that should be high on the priority list. Your, your bucket, I don't like bucket list, but if you have a bucket list, right? Well, I got, I got to get to Australia and I got to get to Hawaii and I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to go to Disney World and I got I to gotta go to Canada and I got to go to Mexico and I got to, you know, I'm just doing nothing. <laughs> I got to do all these things. Put right at the top, produce fruit for God and for his glory. Amen. And if all those other things don't get done, who cares? Because eternity's coming fast. And it will not matter if you went to Australia unless the Lord told you to go to Australia. That's different. Amen. I'm preaching better than agreeing. Let's go on to John 15, 16. We talked about this. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Aren't you glad? And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. He's talking to the disciples. Are you a disciple? Amen. And that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Again, we see he's going to, they're going to, he's going to ask, we're going to ask, he's going to give, and we're going to bring fruit to God. See, are you asking for God's will for your life? Are you asking what he wants you to do? If not, you better get on it. Because you need to ask the Father what He wants you to do, and then you're going to bear fruit. Hallelujah. Because he, he'll, bring that, he'll bring what is in you out of you. Right? If I never preach the Word, I don't produce the fruit that I'm supposed to produce on this earth. Because I'm not doing what God called me to do. But I ask the Father, and I still ask the Father what He wants me to do. Because I know what he wants is what matters. Amen. 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 What I want should not be in the high priority list. And that's, that's our American mentality, right? What I want, it's what I want. I want it my way. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. And I'm going to get it. Well, that's, that's not God's way. God's way is what, what does he want? What does he want us to do? Hallelujah. And if we find out what God wants by asking what God wants, whatever that is, come on. Paul, Paul told he would suffer great things. When he preached to the Gentiles, you'll suffer greatly. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you for that great calling to go suffer for you. Well, he also bore a lot of fruit. Probably more fruit than anybody but Jesus. 
because he preached and he preached and he preached the word and saw thousands saved. You know, started churches all over the known world at the time. He started churches everywhere. And that's why he wrote all these letters to the churches that he started. So he produced tons of fruit by doing the Lord's will. You have, we, we have been appointed to bear fruit. And that fruit should remain forever. That means we got some, we got eternal fruit. Come on. It's going to remain. It's not going to die. We, we better see people in eternity because we did our job. Come on. We, we got to get the mentality that we're in the army of God rather than the American freedom mentality that I can do whatever I want. We thank God for the freedom of this country, but our freedom in this country is meant to do God's will. I just, I just looked it up because I told you last week and I had forgotten. 52 countries, it's either illegal to have a Bible or very, very wrong to have a Bible. Like, like illegal is one thing, but very, very wrong. And if they catch you with it, you in trouble. Like maybe they can't enforce it by law, but they might enforce it a different way. You know what I'm saying? 52 countries. They see you with the Bible, you're in trouble. Wow, that's something. So your freedom in this country to have 450 Bibles in your house if you want, come on now, should be to get the will of God done. Not collect Bibles on a shelf that look good. See my collection of Bibles here? This is this and that's the that and the that and the NLV and the NLT and the NIV and the KJV and the KJ NKJV and the and the help me out and the CEV and the ESV and the NLT and I would go on and on, right? I got them all right here. Look at this. Look at this wonderful collection of Bibles I have. Well, what are you doing with them? Come on, huh? Is the word in here? We're gonna get there. But is it in here? And are you doing it? And producing fruit for the kingdom. That's what we should want. Amen. Let's go back. John 15, 1. We're going backwards now. Like I said, this, this chapter is filled with fruit. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser, right? Jesus is the true vine. Father is the vine dresser. I, caretaker might be another word we understand better today because you can see that in the next verses. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. More fruit. <laughs> so not bearing fruit is very serious because God expects fruit from us. And we must, this is, this is a big, big point to get that we, we got to get out of the series. We, we've got to be honest with ourselves. That, that can be hard to do. At ask yourself, am I bearing fruit, any fruit or much fruit for the Lord? That's a good question to ask ourselves, isn't it? Hello? Am I bearing any fruit for the Lord? Well, if we're not, we better make some changes. This is why I say, there's churches that talk about the word and then there's churches that do the word. Or I should say, Christians that do the word. 
And in this church, we teach do it. And so if we're not bearing fruit, we repent and we make the change. And we say, I want to bear fruit. And we start asking the Lord, how can I bear fruit for you, Lord? How can I bear some fruit? I want to bear fruit. I want to bear much fruit for you, Lord. Come on now. And if we are bearing fruit, we look and we say, oh, yeah, I, yep, there's some fruit there. And there, oh, yep, there's some fruit there. Uh, guess what? Now there's pruning. Prunes, right? Pruning. Pruning can hurt a little bit, right? But we got to be willing to be pruned. Why? So we can produce more fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is pruning this body and getting out what he wants to get out and, and, and pruning us to follow the spirit. Pruning us to be doers of the word. Pruning us so we can produce more fruit for him. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. John 15, 4. Oh, this is big. We, this is what we got last week and we, we got interrupted by the Lord. Gladly, joyfully interrupted. should say, a better way to put it. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Do we see this a lot? For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire. And they are burned. Ooh. Wow. Wow. So we were talking last week about this great key, probably the greatest key to bearing fruit is abide. You abide with him. You remain with Jesus. You continue with him. Com continuous communion with Jesus. Continuous communion with God. Not just go to church. That doesn't cut it. We have continuous communion with the Lord all week. Come on. Continuous communion. That's abiding in him. We commune with Jesus all week if we're going to bear fruit. We don't attach ourselves, attach ourselves on Sunday to the tree. That's why I like, I like our logo. <laughs> trees, trees of righteousness. We don't attach ourselves on Sunday to the tree and then go do our thing all week and detach. And then, and then we attach. Oh, I'm going to church. I'm going to be spiritual today. I'm going to be godly today. And then, <laughs> then we detach. That's not going to work. That's not abiding. That's not remaining with, which I told you last week that a word abide is often used with abiding in someone's house. You remain with them. You continue with them. The disciples would abide with someone while they were out preaching the word. They would remain with them. They would continue with them. Right? You, you, we got to remain hooked up to Jesus. We don't, we don't get cut off and then try and reattach right? <laughs> to the branch, to the, to the vine, to the trunk of the tree. Right? We've cut off a lot of branches out here and they're all dead and they're all over there. Dead, withering. That's what he said right there. Come on now. 
Uh, 1 Corinthians 1, 9. We mentioned this last week. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I said, I don't like that translation so much. Of his son doesn't mean a lot to me in English, but there, the, the, there, there is no of in the Greek. There is no with in the Greek. But the 20th century revised has called you into communion with his son, Jesus. And, and so you've got to fill in a word. A lot of times in Greek, you've got to fill in a word to make it make sense in English. And they filled it in with of. I think the better fill in is with. With. With his son. And, and, and fellowship is the koinonia, which we talk about all the time. Fellowship, partnership, communion. So being with Jesus is our high calling. Communion with Jesus is our high calling. That is real Christianity. Intimacy with Jesus. Intimacy with Jesus is our high calling. To bear fruit, we got to be with Jesus. A lot. <laughs> Continue with him. Remain with him, right? If you're remaining with someone in the same house, they're always there. Hello? Hello? They're always there. And of course, it's his house. <laughs> it's his house. And we're there in his house. Come on. <laughs> he's always there. And if he's always there in the house, that means we're talking to him. We have fellowship with him. We commune with him. Right? It'd be weird if my family and I were in the house all the time together, and we never had any fellowship. Right? Judah walks by. Just, Paige walks by. Karin walks by. We just walk by each other all day. That's weird. Right? No. We have communion all the time when we're in the house. We're abiding together. And there's all kinds of funny things that happen. I will, I will go to stories. <laughs> Judah tries to beat me up. Then I, no, I he want, I'll take, I'd say, I'll, I'll, I'll take you out. I'll take you out. I'll take, I'll take you outside. We'll take, we'll settle this outside. Cause we can't do it inside in car and woo. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Yeah. What are you doing? You're going to break something. And I rile up the dog which we don't have anymore. Now I rile up the cat. He sent me a meme. Was it, was it a meme gift? I don't know. All these names, I just I can't stand. A real? A real? Oh, that was a real. Of a guy riling up, the, riling up the dog. And it was like a Grinch costume or something. But he was riling up the dog. And he said, that's you, Dad. And I'd rile up the dog. But we have a lot of fun. We have a lot of communion. We have a lot of fellowship. In the house, when we're abiding together. Well, if we're in the house of Jesus, we should be having communion all the time. Talking to Jesus, hearing from Jesus, right? We don't just talk to him, he talks back. And he tells us things, and we go, ooh, that's good. <laughs> and he shows us what to do. Hallelujah. He tells us what to preach. Amen. 
Glory. That's our high calling. Communion with Jesus. Staying connected to the Lord. We do that, of course, through many different ways. Through, through worship, through prayer, through our, our church body. Everybody should have a church body. That's all part of staying connected to the body, which is to the Lord. You want to, be stay, you want to stay connected to a, a, a church that's on fire for the Lord. Amen. But Jesus was constantly in communion with the Father. And that's why he produced what he produced. And this is where we ended up last week, where we, we got joyfully interrupted. But he did more in three years than a thousand Christians do with their whole lives. But he shows us that staying connected is the way to do it. Because he was always talking to the Father. He was always going into prayer, wasn't he? He, he, he would get away to pray. He'd, he'd pray all night. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he was praying, right? And the disciples fell asleep and he said, couldn't you pray with me for one hour? Come on now. But Jesus knew what to do. Why? He always knew what to do because he, he was in communion with God. How, how did he know what to do? We just, we just, we, we put so much spiritualize on this. We spiritualize all this stuff. We say, well, that is Jesus. He's the son of God. Of course he could do that. But we don't realize that's why he went to prayer to hear from the father. So he knew what to do. And when he came down off the mountain and he picked Peter as his disciple, he wasn't randomly picking someone. Well, Peter, you look like a nice guy. Come follow me. That's what the world does. That's the world. You look like a nice guy. Join my team. That's the world. Real spiritual people get it from God. Join my team. And then they say, yep, I'm in. As Peter did. As they all did. I'm still amazed. You read it, you're just like, come follow me. And they left all and followed him. What? That's real Christianity. Hmm. They left all and followed him. Ooh, glory. See, Jesus knew what to do because he was in communion with God. He knew when to leave to raise Lazarus from the dead. We talked about that a few weeks ago. He knew exactly when to leave. And, and of course, they were mad at him for not leaving earlier. Well, he was doing what God said to do and not what he wanted to do, which is what we're all supposed to do. And therefore, he produced someone raised from the dead. And he wasn't the only one. In fact, there was probably many, many, many we don't know about because as it says, if everything Jesus did was written down, it filled the whole world. We have, we have a couple examples of Jesus raising people from the dead. Certainly, there was many more. Woo! Come on. Jesus was hearing from the Father all the time. And, and, and so he knew what to do. When we're abiding in him, we will also know what to do. You know? We will know what to do. The Lord needs us to check in with him all the time. And we can stay connected. You know that? We can stay connected to him. 
We, we can abide in him. We can dwell with him. We can remain with him wherever we are, at school, at, at the store, at work, at home. We can remain in him, stay connected to the vine. Hallelujah. That's why we say all the time around here, uh, don't, 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 don't let praise be only on Sunday. Don't let thanks to God be on Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness, get me started. Oh, it's Thanksgiving. I gotta go. I, we gotta go to church at Thanksgiving or, or Christmas. We call them the C&Es, right? It's Christmas. We're going to church. What am I on the other time? Come on now. No, it's, it's constant communion. And church is just part of all that. That's why we do go to church every week. I, I, I go to work. I, I've been going to church every week for, for every week. <laughs> I can literally count, I think, on one hand, the times I've missed church since I was 19. And, and I think about three or four of those was when the twins were born. And we, we just stayed home because we, you know, ooh, twins. Woo. Woo. <laughs> she says, <laughs> those twins are a lot of work. I was, I was completely overwhelmed. I, that was funny. That was good. That was good. I, 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 I had no clue until they were there. I'm like, wow, this is, this is way more than I even fathomed. <laughs> Whoo. But <laughs> wherever we are, we remain connected. Whatever we're doing, come on, we remain connected. What's going to happen if we re remain connected? We're going to avoid some, a lot of problems when we stay connected. Why? Because he's going to direct us away from that accident. Come on now. He's going to direct us not to talk with that person. Uh, that just spilled poison into your life. Well, he, he directed you not to. And maybe we weren't listening. Come on now. He, he'll show us the safe path, right? The safe path. I mean, I know many times over the years, different places, you know, different, different, you know, I've been in a lot of different places, uh, works, churches, all these things. And, and I'm always checking to see, even on a normal trip home to house, right? I don't have much choice here because uh, unless I go down to the port, there's not really another direction to go. Because <laughs> there's spruce and there's spruce in the port. And, or there's a lake, Lake Street. Yeah, I, I've taken that too. But I, I asked the Lord, you want me to take a different way home? Come on now. Why? Because he can direct us right out of an accident. Because we're, we're just like, this is the way I go home every day. This is the way I go. But we never commune with him about it. Come on now. I remember in Iowa, we, 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 had, we had basically, we had two routes away from the church where I was working. And we had two routes. You go down the highway and go into town or you go down this pretty bad road. Like, you know, dirt, half dirt, on back in through the, Scary houses and you know what I mean. Ooh, someone lives there. Ooh. Ooh. And, and every once in a while, I felt the Lord say, "Take the dirt road." 
Okay? And I did. Come on up. Hello? I, saw, I said he'll direct us to the safe path. If we're communing with him. If we just want to do our thing, and that includes in everything, hello? Then when the accident happens or the problem happens, come on, never blame God, which a lot of Christians do. They blame God all the time. No, God's a good father and he wants to tell us how to avoid the problem. Amen. Come on, blessings will happen when we are communing with him, right? He'll, he'll, he'll direct us right into the blessing. He'll direct us to win a soul for him. Hallelujah. He'll direct us to the answer that we need. Hello? But certainly we will not bear fruit unless we are remaining with him. That's what he said. And that doesn't mean talk to him once in a while or on Sunday. That means constant communion. Amen. Now, we're going to take a little jaunt here <laughs> to a whole big point that I wanted to make last week. And so, you know me, I added to it. <laughs> but we'll look at Joshua 1.8. You know, when you're preaching a lot, like I do, you, you, you get all these scriptures that you can use in a subject and then you want to use them all. Because yeah. you're like, well, that's so good. And that's so good. Oh, that's, that is good. Ooh, oh, we can't leave that one out. <laughs> well, you can never cover them all. That's for sure. But you can cover a lot. And Joshua 1.8, we're going to look at something here. If you've, never, if you've never heard, so you know, this is Old Testament. A lot of people maybe have never even heard this verse, but it's power-packed verse. Of course, talking to Joshua... God speaking to Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do. Notice that to do. To do. <laughs> We're talking about doing today, aren't we? Abiding with Jesus. Come on. Observing to do according to all that is written in it. For then, for then, for then, let's emphasize the words. Amen. For then you will make your way prosperous. People don't like, people say, God doesn't want to prosper you. Yes, he does. He just doesn't want money to have you. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Abraham was the most, probably the most wealthiest person on earth, as well as uh, uh, Job. He wants to prosper his people, but he doesn't want money to have you or me. For then you will make your way prosperous. How are you going to make your way prosperous? You're going you're gonna to do what he said. You're going to have the word in your day and night. That's, that's communion with God. And then what are you going to do? You're going to do it. You know, I've known people that said God told them to start a certain business and they become millionaires because God said to do it. In fact, there's one investor uh, that had told the story for years he, he, he always fasted and prayed for three days before investing in anything. Anything. And he always got a yes or no by the end of his prayer and fasting time. And he made millions. 
And people say, well, God doesn't interest in that stuff. Yeah, and he funds churches and he funds the kingdom of God preaching the gospel all over the world because he didn't have this stupid mentality that God doesn't want you to have anything. Well, I'd like to help the church, but I got two bucks. <laughs> Why didn't you talk to God and, and, and start a business and do something? <laughs> Hello. You see, most people have a poverty mentality and they never do anything for God. But God says, to finish this off, and then you will have good success. Ooh, you want good success? Yeah. Well, you got to meditate on God's word. Yeah. God's word should be living on the inside of us. And what's going to happen when we do that? Guess what? We're going to bear fruit. Hello? You find me a wordless Christian, I will find you a fruitless Christian. They've been in church for 52 years. They know three scriptures. There are no fruit. They do not commune with Jesus because when you commune with Jesus, you commune right here. Oops. You commune right here. Amen? If you, if you meditating day and night on the word, you communing with Jesus. See how this ties right into abiding? You hear you got home. I got three people here. Man, I even have my 12 disciples. <laughs> Come on now. If you're gonna, if you're gonna produce fruit, you're gonna have to get this on the inside. You're going to meditate day and night, and then you're going to do what he said. Hallelujah. And we will bear fruit if we'll do what he said, and we will be a success. That's not worldly success, right? Worldly success uh, to the world was a, well, uh, Bill Gates is a worldly success, right? He's got billions of dollars. He can buy anything you want. Bezos can buy anything he wants. That's not, what, that's not what it's about. That's worldly success. Real success is bearing fruit for God. Come on now, doing what he said to do. I got one yeah on that. Real success is bearing fruit that remains forever. Real success is hearing well done. And it's all up to what he said to do. So again, if you're told to start a business and make a million dollars and support the kingdom of God, do it. No, success is doing what he said to do. Hello? <laughs> Come on. What does he want you to do? That's success. Hello. I, 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 I preach the word, and that's what I'm supposed to do. At this point in time, that's what the Lord has me doing. And if he, if he changes that, that's up to him. But that's what I'm doing for him. Amen. 
And, and if I get to my end of my race and I did what he said, I'm a success. We're, not worldly success, but godly success. If the person that was supposed to support the kingdom of God didn't, then they're not a success, right? They were supposed to start a business. That they, God told them, start this business. They said, I don't want, that's too much work. <laughs> that's too much work. I don't want to do that. That's too much work. Then they didn't do what God said to do. You see, it has to go both ways. All we need to do is do what God said to do. Amen. To bear fruit. We do what God said to do. And then we hear the well done. Come on now. How, how do we get that done? How do we, how do we, how, see, that's the big difference between a Christian that, that's going to find out what God wants and just do it. Find out the will of the Lord and do it. Hmm. Come on. How are we going to get there? We connect, we stay connected with the Lord. We didn't seek to do our will on earth. You see, I, I, this, this wasn't my will. <laughs> I told you, I didn't dream of preaching. I never thought of it. Most people, what, you start it young, you got an idea what you want to do, you kind of head that direction, and you, you, you get the job, and then you da, da, da. Come on. We do what God wants us to do. Whatever that is, we do what God wants us to do. That's what we do. <laughs> I told you before, in all the years where I thought, well, I'm called to ministry. I believe I'm called to ministry. God, I'm called to ministry. I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I'm, 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 and I was going through all this, all this time of like, I don't, I don't know, God, I'm not sure. What's, what was I thinking? One of the thoughts I had during the time, I'm just going to give all this up and stop trying to serve in the ministry and just go get a, go get a, go get, go train to be a computer engineer and make a good income. You can make a lot of money doing computer work, a lot of money, right? But I stuck with God's plan. Hello? What does God want you to do? If it is, be the computer engineer, be it. If it's be the doctor, be it. If it's be the lawyer, be it. If it's to own a multi-million dollar business, be it. What is his will for you? That's what you got to find out. How do you get it? You commune with him. Amen. You do it with the right, if you're communing with him, right, you're doing everything with the right motives. I said you're doing with the right motives. You don't, you don't try and start the business to be wealthy. You start the business because he said to do it. If you go in the ministry, you do it for the right motives. You don't do it because you want to be in the ministry. You want to be in the spotlight. You want to do it because he said to do it. And as long as wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, whatever it is, if you have the right motives and the right heart, God can bless it and use you in it. And if you're in the wrong spot, he can get you out of it. I've been there, didn't I? God can get you the right place. God can direct you if you still have an open heart and right motives. 
You're not seeking the money, you're seeking God. Hallelujah. How many people? Most people, most people, right? I mean, I've met many of them. Had many of them in high school. Their whole point was to make a good income and have the big job and have the big career and have all that. And so that's their whole goal. Again, you got to separate. There's nothing wrong with that, but is it God? Or is it the American mindset? This is what we do, right? If you've been around very long, most people that when I went to high school even, and I'm sure it's, you know, hasn't changed much, most people, the, the, oh man, if I can just get my kids into college and they get that great degree and they can get that big job, oh, it's going to be good for them. Well, if that's what they're supposed to do. <laughs> if that's what they're supposed to do. But see, there's a, there's a mindset really throughout the world, right? If we can just get our kids into university, that's a, you know, in different countries, university, then they'll be set. And they'll, they'll, get, they'll get the good job. Well, that's wonderful. If that's what God said. But see, we have this mentality that we just follow the world system. Did you hear me? We just follow the world system. We do what the world does. We follow that model. We keep following that model rather than communing with God. Hello. And finding out what he wants. Thank God Jesus didn't say, well, everybody else is getting a job and I need to get a job and I guess I'll have a career and a family too. I mean, that's what everybody else is doing. No, he found out the will of the Father and did it. That's what we're supposed to do. How do we get there? We meditate on his word. We commune with him. We're getting there. We're getting there. Preacher's got to preach. Matthew 7, 15. Watch out. Here we go. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. I always say that wrong. So did I say it right? Wolves? Wolves? <laughs> you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor a bad, can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Have we seen that already in, in, in John? Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Did you hear that? Notice that the fruits are very, very, very important. Hello? Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord. They're going to say that. Lord, Lord, Lord. Why am I not getting in? You didn't do the will of the Father. Hello? You didn't do what the Father says, and that means you were not in communion with Him. 
By the way, he's going to say, I never knew you. Come on up. See, we got to judge people's fruit. We should look for fruit. But people hate judge. Well, judge, that's a big word nowadays, right? Don't judge me. Well, I judge you according to the word of God. And the word of God says, look for fruit. You know them by their fruit. See, today we have this mentality that everybody is nice. Everybody's getting into heaven. Come on, that mentality is all over the place. Yeah, you, you're going your way with Jesus. I'm going my way with Buddha, and, and he's going his way with Hinduism, and he's going his way with whatever, whatever. I don't know. He's going his way. You're going your way. We're all getting there. It's all going to be good. It's all good. Right? They, they think everybody's out to help them. <laughs> oh, boy. People are tricked all the time. And, and, and by people they don't even know. What does that mean? They have not seen any fruit yet. Right? Oh, come on. I got stories. I got all kinds of stories. Some scammer calls on the phone. This happened in Iowa. You might remember. One of the kids in Iowa... He got a phone call about the computer being locked up and you got to put this in the computer. You got to do this now. You got to do it now. He did it all and locked up and they, they the whole thing and got scammed completely. I had an employee at 7-Eleven call up. We had this gift card, you know, we had the gift card and they had figured out how to scam gift cards. Well, you know, there was, you know, there's a lot, there's even going on right now. I just saw another uh, reel about it uh, on, on Instagram or something. This is the cop was on there telling how they're scamming now with gift cards. And they was telling everybody, this is how it's happening now. And so, they, anyhow, long story short, the person called up, load this card. I need this number off that card right now. I'm, I'm from 7-Eleven. I, I, I'm, I am, I'm calling from customer service, and we need to get that number off that card right now. She did it all. Loaded, sent, done. Next day, we're short $500 in the till. I'm like, what, what, what's going on here? Well, this 7-Eleven called and said they got to, you know, I had to do all this and do all that. Blah, blah. I said, well, and you just did everything they said without a question, without calling a manager. You just did it all. Yeah. You're $500 short and you do. Hello. Come on. People fall for this stuff all the time. That's why there's scammers everywhere. Why, why do I get scamming fish emails every single day? And text every, I get scam. Every, it says possible scam, potential scam, poten, whatever, spam, spam. Every single day. Emails every single day. Some are really good. It's like from Amazon, they said your account has been locked and da 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 it all looks, it all looks official. And you're like, oh, by the way, this is a good point. If you, you wanna know how to, uh, I, look at who it's from, click on, if you don't see the from right away, click on where it's from and you almost always see something very weird there. XYZ123 at gmail.com. But sometimes it does say Amazon something but then there's an extra something on there because they're not, you know, not, they're not the right company. But why, why, why would you spend all that time? Why would you spend all that effort 
sending out emails all over the place and it's calling people all the time because people fall for it all the time. What am I saying? They don't know them, there's no fruit. This is the world we live in. Come on now, people trust the preacher on the internet. He's got a big church, he must be, he must be right. No questions asked. Come on, they'll come here and write me a nasty email. But they listen to the guy on the internet and they just eat it all up. Because he's got a big church on the internet. <laughs> well, do you know his family? That he's divorced three times? You know what I'm saying? See, they don't know the fruit. People come here and say, your kids are amazing. This is a, your, your whole family serves the Lord in the church? This is amazing. What are they recognizing? Fruit. <laughs> and then their kids are an absolute disaster, but they don't want this kind of church. That's too much. But you're, you have an amazing family. See, if you hooked up, your kids would be serving God too. You could produce some fruit. Come on, because you're communing together with a, a body that believes the Bible, that, that communes with Jesus. Amen. See, we got to judge fruit. We don't just accept everything that comes along, right? Some people trust the girl on the internet, right? You heard, you heard those, or the boy. They, they, they hook up with someone on the internet. I just heard it again. I just heard, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. They moved to Florida. Never saw the person except on the internet. And they, the person on the internet looked beautiful. Wow, I'm gonna go marry this girl in Florida. Woo, and they're talking, they're having all these conversations, right? They get down there and it's uh, some woman who's 450 pounds. And they spent all their money to get to Florida to marry this woman. And they've been totally, completely scammed. Duh. But people do it all the time. No fruit. They don't judge fruit. They don't look at fruit. They just go, yep, that's right. That's what they said. Oh, my. What did Jesus say? We got to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. See, wise people look for fruit. All the ministers I follow all have tons of fruit. And I mean tons. I mean boatloads. I mean tons of souls won for Jesus. And their families are wonderful. Well, that's big right there. Come on now. That's using wisdom. Wise people look for fruit. Hello? We got to find out what's been produced. That's production, fruit production. Where's your fruit production, right? That's why I've said, you know, I said, never marry anybody who doesn't tithe. Because you, you are looking at someone who does not care about the kingdom of God. 
They do not care. And if the church goes away, they could care less. <laughs> Come on now. That's fruit. That's why all these things, you look at fruit production. That's why I say, if we uh, hire someone, which we, we got Sarah, you know, she'd pay our next hire here. <laughs> and I know she gives. My kids give generously. When they were, when they were working full time, or they weren't full time, well, you're working full time. They were like the biggest givers in the church. Generous people. Hallelujah. But that's because they actually do the work. Amen. Well, that's fruit. And they're producing fruit, and we're producing fruit. You got to look for fruit. Always look for fruit. Man, people get married. They meet someone five, ten minutes later, they're married. You're like, what in the world? Even one month, two months, six months, year? You better, you better see some fruit. I mean, you better see some fruit. We've had, we've had all kinds of guys come through here seeking my girls. You know what I'm talking about. And boy, they, they can act like Christians for a good amount of time. And then you're looking for fruit. Where's the fruit? I'm not seeing any fruit. Where's the fruit? See what I'm saying? I don't care how good they look. I don't care how good they speak. I could care less. I want to see fruit. People fall for this stuff all the time. Good trees, good fruit. Bad trees are bad fruit. And you will see it. It may take a while, but you're going to find it. If, you, if, you have your, if you're using wisdom, you're wise as a serpent. As Jesus said, hallelujah. Look at Luke 6, 43. Here we go. Here we go. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure. That's the title. Eh? Good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Did we talk about speaking a little bit? <laughs> For like seven weeks. Whew. If we want good fruit coming out of us, we got to have good treasure on the inside. Good treasure of his heart brings forth good. So you got to have the right thing in. Are we talking about the word in? Did we talk about meditating day and night in the word of God? We must not expect fruit to come out if we're putting all the junk in. And that's where a lot of, a lot of Christians make a mistake. Well, I, you know, I, 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 I'm saved. I know it. And so now I just do what I want. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's not going to work. See, it's our choice what we let grow inside of us. Even after we're saved, you can choose what grows in you. Well, that's a privilege from God. Cats and dogs don't have that privilege. Horses don't have that privilege. But we, as human beings, get to choose what we let grow in us. Because we have a spirit. They don't. 
We, can let, we, we choose what gets to grow in our spirit. Come on now. That's a privilege from God. We get the choice of what grows in us. And, and we'll just think back to Joshua. Joshua, he told, he told meditate day and night in the word. Why? Because he knew if he's not, not going to do it, he's not going to be the success that God called him to be. He's not going to get where he's supposed to be. He's not going to conquer the promised land if he doesn't know who God is. It's not alive in him. David wouldn't have conquered Goliath if he didn't have the word in him. Come on now. He was dwelling with God. He talked with God all the time. He, commun- he was known for, look at the Psalms. He was known for communing with God, David. He communed with God. And that's why when he went to Goliath, he said, what? This is easy stuff. This is, this, is ba- this is child's work right here. And everybody else is running scared. Come on now. Well, he let the word grow in him. He had good treasure in him and he produced great fruit. See, what are we filling ourselves with? Movies, sports, music. And I, I, don't, I don't mean, I mean, I mean music, you know what I mean? Secular, junk music. You say, well, that just doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. Because you, you're getting filled up with what you're putting in. I mean, you will, I, 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 I was down at SIDS and they had their, you know, whatever, uh, they had their music on, right? And he works at SIDS, right? And I, I, I left that store singing that song. And it was a 80s, you know, rock junk. And I, bleh, 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 get out of my mouth. Bleh. Well, see, where, that's why, notice all the stores, they all play secular music. Unless you happen to find a good Christian roots, you play, you, you gotta, you gotta play Christian music a lot. Do they? Oh, that's awesome. Well, good. I want to know that. I didn't know that. So you go into a place where they're playing Christian music and you hear praises to the God. You're like, woo, woo. But most, most every store, you are not going to hear that, right? Because they do not want to offend the customer. And so they play a secular music and you go in there and you are singing it on the way out. Yeah, feelings. <laughs> Come on now. So you're putting, you're putting it in and putting it in and putting it in and what's going to come out? Junk. Evil. Come on now. Oh, man. You, want, oh, you fill up on the news? Ooh. Ooh. I don't watch the news. I haven't watched the news in years now. You know, I get the headlines. Go bloop, 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 bloop. Okay. Because I, I cannot feed on that. It's filled with evil. It is absolutely, completely evil. Full of evil. It's absolutely filled with it. And if you feed on it, you're going to get filled up with it. Come on now. See, what's on the inside is going to produce good or evil. That's what it says. Good treasure. Ephesians 5, 7. Talking about good treasure. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. See, most people nowadays, ah, it doesn't matter. I just, you know, I, I, I know I do that and this and that and this and that and this and that the world. I know. I know. He says, do not partake with them. 
That's the word of God to us. Amen. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Well, that's where, that's where we want to be. In those things. Finding out was what is acceptable to the Lord. How are you going to do that? You're going to commune with him. You're going to abide with him. And he's going to say, you don't listen to that anymore. And you're going to say, yes, Lord, that's right. That's right. I really like that. I really like Led Zeppelin, but not anymore. <laughs> Back when I was a teenager, my, my best friend who, who got me into some trouble, we listened to Led Zeppelin. Oh, man, loud. And I mean loud in the car. And he would be speeding. But boy, we like that. What happened when I got saved? It all went in the garbage can. Hello? Finding out was acceptable to the Lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. I can't say the number, but I, I can make a pretty good estimate. 80% of Christians do not care about Ephesians 5.11 in any way, shape, or form. You say, the Bible says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And they're like, well, you know, this, this just doesn't matter. Just, you know. Ooh. 12, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. Right? Talking about the evil done. Whew, wow. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. We're supposed to bring light. We're supposed to manifest the evil, right? We expose the evil. The light comes in and exposes the evil. We don't partake with the evil, we expose the evil. And that's why when you get around worldly people, they should, they should feel bad. You say, why do I want to make any feel bad? That's another worldly thing, right? I don't want to make you feel bad. They should feel bad around you. Because you just brought the light in. And then they're like, oh no, it's that Christian. Oh. They love Jesus. Oh boy, now I'm going to hear about Jesus. Oh boy. Uh. Right? Sometimes, sometimes you'll, get, you'll get the worldly person that actually, actually has some respect, right? And you walk in the room and they turn off the junk. And they even say, I'm sorry. I've had that happen. They're, they apologize. They're like, I'm sorry. I, I, I know, I know you're, you're a pastor and that's, that's pretty good. When they apologize for the junk. Come on now. Hallelujah. See, we're not to have fellowship with the world. That's not going to produce fruit for God. Because the world is dark, but the Lord is full of light. That. What are we? We're supposed to be filled with light. We're supposed to be filled with the Spirit. We're supposed to be filled up with the Word. And then we bring the light in. And we're shining. 
and they get mad at us for shining. That's okay. Because we want to bear fruit. And Jesus said, you will be hated. Yay, thank you, Jesus. You know, it's like Paul. Thank you for telling me I'm going to suffer. See, we will be hated. Jesus was hated by many people. Doesn't matter. Because all you got to do is do the Lord's will. All you got to do is stay in communion with him. Meditate in the word. Make sure you're communing with him in your spirit man and you're going to produce fruit and then you're going to hear well done. See, if we partake with the world as, as the Bible says not to do, <laughs> then we should not expect to bear fruit. Hello. I told you, we bring the hammer around here. We're going to look at Luke 8, the parable of the sower. I think we're almost there. Luke 8, 14. This, like I said, the parable of the sower. If you don't know anything about the parable of the sower, he, he tells us how the word of God is the seed that's planted in, in our hearts. So God's word must be planted in people's hearts, right? That's why I say all the time, give away a no one told me book so they can get the word planted in their heart. We're planting word right now into people's heart. And what does is, what is Bible, what does Jesus all say? The devil comes immediately to steal the word that was sown in their hearts. So as we're, as we're sowing the word right now, the devil wants to take it away. Why? Hmm, the whole series. He does not want us to produce fruit. Because he knows the word is the seed. And if we actually let the word in and we actually let the word grow inside of us, we are going, going to, absolutely going to produce fruit for God's kingdom and his glory. And we will do the will of the Father. And we will actually accomplish something rather than just playing Christianity. We will actually get something done for God. If we let the seed of the word of God in and let it grow in us, come on, the devil does not want that to happen. So he will come immediately to... But how's that work? Your mind says, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> well, you better like it. Yeah. If you like God, come on, if you like God, you like his word. And even when it hurts, you like it. So he's talking about the parable of the sower, Luke 8, 14. He says, now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. That's very important right there. No fruit to maturity, but the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart. Now you are soft. Come on, you're ready to receive the word. Keep it and bear fruit with patience. It's going to take patience to bear fruit. <laughs> a lot of patience. I tell the story all the time. 22 years before I felt called to ministry, I went to full-time ministry. That took a ton of patience. And I wouldn't be bearing fruit without patience. Hello? You got to keep the word in. You got to have patience. Come on and let it keep growing in there. Don't you have to have patience when you plant a seed in the ground? Oh man, you got to have some patience. I want to just start eating it as soon as I plant it. Like, oh man, I want those, those fresh peas. Oh, they're so good out of the garden. Man. The peas, peas in the can, but peas in the garden. Whoa. 
Come on, as soon as I plant, I want to eat it. But you got to have patience. A lot of patience. See, many times people start bearing fruit, but they have no, they have, they never have mature fruit. See what I said? Bring no fruit to maturity. Immature fruit is not good, is it? Do you like to eat immature apples? Unripe apples? No. Unripe bananas? Ooh. Green and hard like a stick? Ah! Throw that one in the garbage. Come on. We don't eat tomatoes before they're ripe. They don't taste good. They're not good. Well, cares, riches, pleasures, choke the word. In other words, they become first place, right? We tell it all the time. God has to be first in everything. If these become first, God's choked out. The word's choked out, no production. I've seen it many, many times. Many people start producing fruit, start producing fruit, and they drop out. I said they drop out. Come on. That's what he says. They bring no fruit to maturity. In other words, man, those apples started to grow on, the, on there. They, they started to grow. And you're like, whoa, look at that. Look at that. They're producing an apple. Look at that. And then cares, riches, pleasures. Eh. And that's where that apple stays right there. Unedible. And they drop out. Come on. Many, many don't make it very far. They produce nothing. But I tell you what. I hope, I hope you want to produce something. And not just produce something, produce mature fruit. Mature fruit is good. A good apple, a good orange, a good tomato. Ooh, that's perfect, right? You hit it just right. Ooh, avocados are big for that, right? You got to hit those perfect. And you hit it perfect, it's like, that is a perfect avocado right there. <laughs> and a day later, it's not perfect anymore. Avocados are just, they don't last long. But when they hit perfection, man, eat it. <laughs> but we have to understand, we have not really produced any fruit until it comes to full maturity. Did you catch that? We can lie to ourselves and say we have fruit. But if it's not mature, it's not fruit. It's not edible. It's not good. Hello? Yeah. Unless we bear mature fruit, we have no fruit. We could have a tree full of half edible apples. It's no good. It's no good. It's worthless. No one wants it. You've been there, right? You brought the apple to someone? <laughs> We've had apples for... Whew. Yeah, I'm not going to eat those. Come on. Why? Because they're not edible. Come on. You, when they bring you a good apple, you're like, ooh, that is a good apple. Hello. Unless we bear mature fruit, we got nothing. And we can lie to ourselves. We can trick ourselves. We can say we have fruit. But our, if our tree is, is half mature, we have not produced any fruit yet at all. 
Do you believe the words of Jesus? He said, bring no fruit to maturity. Why? Because it's getting choked. Choked. Yeah, boom. That happens all the time around here. I see it all the time. I see it in Christians' lives all the time. They're getting choked. And they're just about to produce fruit. And the care comes in. And the pleasure comes in. Come on. And they, 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 they put that ahead of God and they don't produce nothing. Come on. We want to produce something. Amen. I got three amens. <laughs> you see, we, 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 we actually, I know, I know it's, I know, I know. But we actually, as Christians, we actually have to do the word. I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a foreign thought in many churches that we actually are supposed to do the word, but we are actually supposed to do the word. And we are actually supposed to produce fruit. And if we're not actually producing fruit, we should not think we are going to hear well done from Jesus' mouth. I lay it, I lay it down here. And so... You get all these Christians who do nothing for the Lord and they think they're going to hear well done. They just say, yeah, everybody, everybody's going to hear well done from Jesus. I can't wait. I'm like, where's your fruit? Where's your fruit? Amen? We got to actually produce fruit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If, we, if we're doing what God said, then we are going to produce fruit. But the problem comes in again. So many people don't want to actually do what God said. They won't put the word in. They won't meditate on the word. They won't commune with Jesus. They just go to church. And they think they're going to produce fruit. No, you're not going to produce any mature fruit. Hmm. People don't understand that producing fruit is a lot of work. And people don't like work nowadays. Have you noticed? They like to sit on the couch and get a check in the mail. Whew. No, it's a lot of work. I mean a lot of work. If you're going to produce fruit, you're going to be working. You're going to be working hard for the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, you're going to have to work hard. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah's coming the other day because she's been helping a lot now, right? With media and, and, and this music and the worship and the slides and the all, you know, a lot of stuff. And she said something to the effect of, boy, this is a lot of work. Yeah. You want to produce fruit, you're going to have to have a lot of work on your plate. Hello? <laughs> Thinking of a pastor that I know, and you know, nine to five is the work day. 
that's us. And that was, uh, see, that was uh, Tuesday through Friday. Check in at nine, check out at five. hilarious. No, you're going to produce fruit for the Lord. You, you always working. Well, you don't clock out. Not far. Come on up. And you as a Christian, now you're not in ministry, full-time ministry, but you, you never clock out either. You don't clock out. You're always on the clock. Well, it's five. Now I don't have to think about the Lord anymore. I don't need to think about the Lord. I don't need to commune with the Lord anymore. Come on now. Hallelujah. My family knows, but I think nothing about working until 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. That's normal. Midnight, one. I come home. Well, why? Because it all includes communion with the Lord and preparing for you. Amen? Amen. And getting the word from the Lord. Come on now. We, we, we have such a mentality that, that, that working for the Lord is easy. Well, it's easy in one sense that the Lord is helping you, right? Like when, when, I, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm starting a new series of them, it's always like, oh boy. You start with a blank page again, you know. And then it's, it's you know, there's like, a, there's like a heavy stress almost, you know, like, whew, here we go. But then what I do? Lord, you know, what I'm supposed to say, you know what I'm supposed to prepare, you know the right words, you know everything, so I'm asking you for the right words, I'm asking for the right messages. I'm asking you whatever you want to say, whatever you want to say to the congregation, whatever you want to say to the youth, I just ask for the right words and, and help me do it, help me prepare it, help me get it together properly to give you glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. See, now at that point, my faith is activated. And now, yeah, there's still a stress factor to, to preparing for hours at a time and looking at blank pages. As if you've ever written a book, you know, that's a lot of work, right? But it's easy in the sense that God's directing you, but it's still hard on your flesh. Come on now, because you, got, you know how much work is ahead of you. Come on now. You see, I think the Lord's saying right now, we have this mentality that everything is easy in the kingdom, and it's not. We're supposed to be working for the Lord. We're supposed to actually be doing something and say, not clock out. Hello. We're supposed to be doing something. I've said, said it for years. I don't know. I said, you know, you could, start a, you could start a YouTube channel. You could write a book. You could, you could go out and be, have a street ministry. You, I mean, what can you do for the Lord? How can you produce a fruit? You can help us do all kinds of things. we got tons of things to do. And, and, and yet, people don't seem to want to produce fruit. 
But I'll tell you what, it's time to produce some fruit. Mature fruit. Mature, amen? amen? We must not trick ourselves to think we have fruit when we don't. Amen? We got to bear mature fruit. And if we, oh man, come on. If you're working in the fields, that is work. We're working in the fields, saints. The harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. Jesus himself said it, and it's still true today. The labors are few because they don't want to work. Labors, come on, Ooh, they're lazy. They don't want to work. Well, in the kingdom, we're supposed to be working hard for the Lord. Paul, remember Paul? He said he was sending someone to Philippi to check on him, and he had to send Timothy, and he said, I have no man like-minded because all care about their own things and not the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had one guy to send to Philippi that, that cared about Jesus' things. Hello? I know Timothy produced fruit. I know Paul produced fruit because they were all in. And until we get an all-in mentality, we will not produce fruit. Hello? No mature fruit, just unripe apples on the tree. Hello? Look at Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ, we're talking about getting the word in us today, good treasure in us. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Woo, there's a lot in there, isn't there? <laughs> but we, we're going to need the word of Christ, Christ to dwell, abide. Remember, abide? You dwell with someone, you, you, you stay with someone, it dwells in us richly. If we're going to bear fruit, we got to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. And that word richly, if you look it up, also means abundantly. Abundantly. Hello? It, when, you, when you go out to plant seed, do you plant two seeds? No, you plant seeds abundantly. Come on, I know, I know Judah's little Jim. He's planted a lot of seeds. I know you, some of you have planted a lot of seeds, right? You plant a lot of seed, guess what? You get a lot of harvest. You get a lot of fruit. Come on, abundantly, abundantly. This is a missing concept today. We can't just go to church and call ourselves Christians. Well, I live in America, I'm a Christian. No. Christians are to be filled up with the words of God, the seed. And it's living in here. Come on. It's living on the inside. The Bible cannot just be a nice book. Hello. That we set on the coffee table and it collects dust and, and we go, isn't that a beautiful Bible? No. It needs to be our everything. Hello. It needs to be the treasure, our treasure. It needs to be in us. It's good treasure. That we put in us, abides in us. We meditate on it day and night. Amen. If we're going to bear fruit, 
That's what, it's, that's what the Bible says. And we're going to see it again here in Psalm 1. This is in the uh, Amplified. Do I have it in the Amplified? Yeah, I do. Psalm 1, 1, Amplified. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit down to rest in the seat of scoffers or the ridiculers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, his precepts and teachings, he habitually meditates. Habitually, like that. Meditates day and night. And he, he will be like a tree firmly planted and fed by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. And comes to maturity. Glory to God. That should be where we want to be. Notice again, he talks about fellowship with darkness. Counsel of the wicked. That's fellowshipping with darkness. We read that in Ephesians. Come on now. Sit in the seat of the scoffers. In other words, you are with the ungodly ones. You side with the ungodly. You side with darkness. You sit with darkness. Don't expect to bear any fruit. Our delight is to be in the laws of the Lord. The laws of the Lord. Well, back then, you know, they didn't have as much as we have now. We got the whole Bible now. We got the Old New Testaments and all of it should be dwelling in us. Amen. Come on. We have all of God's word at our fingertips. Paper, app. Hello? And we should be meditating on it day and night. And if we do that, the one who will put the good treasure in will be like a tree firmly planted by the water. Come on, our logo, trees. That's what we want to all be, amen? We want to be the tree firmly planted by the water, a tree of righteousness, full of truth, full of light, full of life. Come on, making real disciples. And the one who will put the good treasure in will not wither. The one who will put the good treasure in them will prosper. Hallelujah. The one who will put the good treasure in will produce mature fruit. Comes to maturity. Comes to maturity. Hello? Did we talk about it a little bit already? And it comes to maturity. It pros you prosper in all things. You, you produce real, mature fruit. That's only going to happen if we do what God said to do. Hello. We got to get the word in us. It needs to dwell in us. Abide in us. Live in us. Come on now. When I, when I poke you, the word should come out. Amen? Amen. 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 The word should come out of us all the time. Come on. Why? Because it's in us. It's abiding in us. Jesus is living in us through his word. Yeah. Hallelujah. So my challenge today is to increase the intake of the good treasure of God's word. Come on. 
He increased the increase. Whatever you're doing, increase the intake of the good treasure of God's word. You see, you can't overdose on God's word. <laughs> you can overdose on about anything, even chocolate cake. <laughs> oh, wow, now I need to go to the restroom. Too much chocolate cake. Too many, when you name it, right? You can overdose. Sarah overdosed on blueberries. <laughs> Back when she was yay high, I told her we were down at the beach, the, the rental in Long Beach when we first got here. And she had that big bowl of blueberries. And I said, you better not eat all that. Oh, I'm going to eat it all. No, do not eat all that. You're going to be sick. Woo! And she just ate and ate and ate and ate. And, ate. and then a while later, Karen ended up taking her to the emergency room. It hurt so bad. And they said, it's the blueberries. It's the blueberries. She, she OD'd on blueberries. Well, you can't get too much of the word. Amen? I, I got one. That's right. I said you can't get too much of the word of God. You, you're never going to get too much word. No, 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 no. Let's increase the word going in. Let's get it in there. Come on. When we poke each other, it comes out. You're sitting back here. You're talking with someone. And the word comes out. Hello? They say something to you about something, and you're like, you, the word comes out. Why? Because it's inside. It's actually living in there. Come on now. And you actually you speak the word because it's coming out. It's in you. Come on. I say, I say we can all do better at this. If you don't think so, you probably didn't hear anything today. Hello? <laughs> we can all do better at this and have more, more of the, of the good treasure in us. Right? Why, why do we want more good treasure in us? Well, uh, 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 we, we aren't going to become like this without it. Hello? We aren't going to be the tree firmly planted. See, Jesus came to make trees of righteousness. <laughs> that one scripture we have on, on the shirt now, right? We got the, he made, he come to make trees of righteousness. We got a tree right here. <laughs> we got a tree. We have only beer another week. We got a tree. Jesus came to make us a tree of righteousness. Come on. He, he wants us to produce fruit. He wants us to be the tree firmly planted. He wants us to yield fruit, mature fruit, where we don't wither. Come on, we don't fall off. We don't have the cares come in and the riches come in and choke it out. Th those things, those things are not, those things do not affect us because why? Because we're meditating on the word. We're communing with Jesus. We're talking with God. We're looking at the word again and the, 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 and we're staying away from the scoffer and we're staying away from the counsel of the wicked. We're staying away from the path of the sinner. We don't sit down at their seat. No, no. No, Jesus only came into the sinner to tell them the right way. Because he had the light coming out of him. He had the word coming out of him. Come on now. And he showed them the right way to go. So when we come into the presence of the ungodly, our job is to speak the word. Because we're alive with the word and it's coming out. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart is going to bring forth 
good. And going to produce apples. <laughs> good apples. And we could go back to the beginning and fruit that remains. Come on now. Ooh, come on now. Jesus produced 12 disciples that remained. That was pretty good. <laughs> come on now. It's not easy to make a disciple. It's not easy at all. I thought it was going to be easy when I started, but it's not easy to make a disciple. A disciple is absolutely mature on the word and decided I am going to be all in for Jesus. I will do anything the Lord wants me to do. I am completely in for him. Ooh, I am in. And I will let that word dwell in me richly. I will be the tree firmly planted by water because I have meditated on his word day and night. Come on now. And I will produce mature fruit. And I'll tell you what, I just saw this, I just saw this. But if you, if, you, if you don't decide, if you don't decide, come on. If you don't decide, that's why, they, that's why the parable of the sword is given. If you don't decide, I decided at the age of 19, I am in this forever. I am with Jesus forever. I will do it forever. I am all his forever. If you don't side, decide, I am with Jesus forever and I will bear fruit. I will bear much fruit. You will do it. Because if the work's going to come along, you're going to be like, that's just too much work. Rather sit on the couch and eat Cheetos. Hello. If you're gonna, if you're gonna get it done, you're gonna, you're gonna produce the fruit that Jesus wants you to produce. You, you produce. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to decide that you are one. You are one that will produce fruit, no matter who else. Who else is in your life, no matter who else wants to do what, if your family says, oh, just bring it down a bit, just bring it down a bit, you're getting too excited about Jesus. Whatever happens in your life, whatever happens at work, wherever happens anywhere, you have to decide, I'm with Jesus. And I will bear fruit for him. I will do it. And no one will stop me from doing it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. Come on now. We have the one on our side that wants to help us do it. Come on. We have Jesus, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords on our side that is going to help us do it. We have the Holy Spirit, the great teacher to help and teach us and to direct us into all truth and get the job done for the Lord that he wants done. Not what we want, but whatever he wants. That's what we should want. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just give him some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my God. Thank you for your word. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the ways. You've shown us ways to produce fruit for you today, Lord. We are going to produce some fruit for you. We are all in for you. Come on, tell them. Jesus, I'm all in for you. I want everything you have for me. 
I'll do anything you want me to do. I'm completely in. I want to produce fruit. Heavenly Father, show me what I need to do to produce fruit for you. Where I fail, forgive me. I want to produce fruit. And I want to produce much fruit. And I want to produce mature fruit for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, you prayed that from your heart. He heard you. So when he speaks to do something, don't shrug him off. Amen? Because he's telling you to do something for a reason so you can produce some fruit for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Today I want to ask if you are here or you're online, you don't know Jesus, you've never made him Lord, you've never called him Lord, you haven't come into the kingdom of God yet, then if you're not in the kingdom of God, if Jesus is not your Lord and Master and Savior, you are not in the kingdom of God. You do not have eternal life. And your destiny is the lake of fire forever. There is one answer for sin. There is one answer to be forgiven because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. And that is eternal separation from God. But we have eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And God demonstrated his own love toward us. And while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And if we confess, come on, with our mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart, God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is the word of God. And if we follow what God said and we believe, you got to believe first, amen? It can't just be words from the mouth, you got to believe. When I bowed my knee at 19 to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I believe. And as far as I know at that point, that was the first time I ever believed. And I even knew about Jesus. I knew about God. I knew, I knew about that. I, I told you, I told the biology teacher and it got an F because I said, ah, God created us. I don't believe in that junk. And I was not a Christian. I was not a Christian. And that's very important to know. A lot of people believe in God and believe in creation. They are not Christians. Hello? No. You've got to open up your mouth. You've got to have revelation in your heart. He's alive. He is Lord. He is King. Yes, he came as a baby. And he was born. And he lived a sinless, spotless life for us. And he was crucified for us. He shed his blood for us. And he died for us, went down for us, went up for us, and is now seated in heavenly places by the right hand of God. And now anybody can come into Christ and be forgiven and be washed of all sin and be white as snow. Completely cleansed of all sin if they will come into Christ. Come on now. So that if that's you today, you want, you want to renounce all of the works of darkness as we talked about. You don't want anything to do with that anymore. But you want all light. You want all the good things that God has to offer you. You want to be in the kingdom and you believe Jesus has risen from the dead. Pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. I want in your kingdom, God. And now I know the way in is through Jesus. He is the only way. 
and I call Jesus Lord, I call Jesus my master. I call Jesus my savior. Forever I am yours. I give myself completely to you forever. Heavenly Father, show me your ways, teach me your ways, and I will walk in them. I will do them. I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And that simple prayer can bring anyone into the kingdom. And if that was you today for the first time, I'll jump down to my last point on what to do if you are newly saved today, you must always now remember you belong to the Lord. And now you need to consider yourself a slave of Christ. As Paul did, the great apostle Paul said, I am a slave of Christ. And so now you've laid down everything at his feet and he wants to direct your whole entire life. And if you allow him to, you will have the best life. That is possible for you. I'm living the best life for me right now. I, I, I live in a miracle of God every single day of my life. I'm living it. And you can have it. Anybody can have it. If they'll lay down their life at his feet and say, I am completely yours. And he'll direct you and he'll guide you, but don't forget, don't never forget, he's Lord, you are not. And as soon as he says you're wrong, you say, yes, I am wrong and you are right. And your life will go good. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, we got a lot out today. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Let's give him glory. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together with the body and we thank you for words from heaven. I thank you, Father, you got words out of me that I didn't know I had in me. And so we turn back as we always do, Father, and we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, all the power belongs to you, our great God, forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray and the church said, amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E.org. We hope you join us again next week.